Good evening and welcome to StarCast from Planet Waves. My name is Eric Francis Coppolino, a counseling astrologer, author of the Planet Waves horoscope and host of Planet Waves FM. Here with uh, an update here around the time of the uh, the Virgo new moon as I'm recording. The new moon is just a few hours off. Uh, I'm working about one o'clock on Thursday afternoon. This is the edition of uh, StarCast that goes with the Thursday evening essay and the weekly horoscope. Both of them are either attached to this recording or can be easily found. If you're a subscriber, thank you for staying up to date with your subscription. If you'd like us to check whether you are, just drop us a note to cs at planetwaves.net. Okay, so some astrology, uh, just to cover the stuff that we know about straight away. The uh, the new moon takes place on Thursday uh, at 9.39.39 p.m. Eastern Daylight Time. That's Thursday 14th of September. Uh, and it's an exciting chart in that it is um, happening right around the time of Mercury stationing direct. That's Friday at 4.21 p.m. Uh, although the intrigue of the new moon chart is that the moon-sun alignment is exactly opposite an alignment in Pisces, and that is the uh, the near conjunction, not quite yet, but close enough because it is Neptune, of Nessus and Neptune. Nessus is kind of a bad boy centaur. It deals with topics like transgression and jealousy and karma and revenge, many more specific topics than Chiron does. The third discovered centaur, discovered in 1993. The second was Pholus, 1992. Chiron, of course, the first, discovered in 1977. And, and the opposition of the moon and the sun forming a conjunction to this other conjunction across the dial in Pisces, Nessus, Neptune, is saying, pay attention, be careful, validate and verify the things that people say to you. Do not just take people on their word. By people, I mean news reports, things that you hear on the internet, and so on. And that includes various shades of communication among individuals and gossip and things like that. Check things out. And, uh, you know, don't assume that anyone uh, telling you anything just automatically has your best interests at heart. What's your reason for believing that? Do they have an established track record with you? Has has anyone making an assertion to you ever once gone out of their way for you uh, to in any way assist you? Question mark, question mark, question mark. All right, so uh, the thing about Mercury stationing direct is that, and the reason why it's prudent to wait for things prior to uh, Mercury stationing direct, that is to say, why astrologers say don't sign, don't buy. It's not merely about superstition, and it's, it is certainly about experience, but one of the things I've learned from experience is that around the time of Mercury stationing direct, information comes out that you were not necessarily expecting or that you did not know would be there. And so between Mercury stationing direct and the new moon opposite Nessus Neptune, this is all a big case of know when you don't know. 
And I do a lot of philosophical pondering and meandering on the, uh, on, on the question of how do you know when you don't know? After all, you don't know. And this would be compensated for by a diversity of thought habits, uh, the, the, uh, the willingness to constantly recheck yourself, uh, the, the, um, the intuition that you are not working with the complete picture, noticing the property of, of human thinking where uh, they, they will often just attempt to instantaneously fill in the blanks on something that is mysterious. And so knowing when you don't know really is another way of saying that it helps to get comfortable standing in the face of the unknown and the unconfirmed and the uncertain and leaving it that way for a while and holding that tension in your body for a while and not just quickly resorting to the easiest, nearest, and or most convenient uh, thing to fill in the blank or an excuse or something like that. And if I have a breakthrough, a philosophical, <laughs> I, I don't know how much of a philosopher I am, but I, I am very concerned with this question of how to know when you don't know, uh, because it is, it is the central question of journalism. And, and it is the dividing line, I think, in people besides journalists, including journalists and everybody else, of what I, what I jokingly say separates an idiot from a genius, is that a genius knows when they don't know. Being bright or intelligent or perceptive is not just about what someone knows. A lot of it is about when you know to hold open the possibility that additional information is, is coming. And so it is always a good idea to do that. But as some ancient Chinese text I read when I was younger said, maybe Tao Te Ching said, uh, doubt is like chewing your food finely so that it may be rendered digestible. So doubt is not being uh, a skeptic. Doubt is not being... Um, a uh, what? What's there's a word for it? Well, a, I think a, officially a skeptic is someone who thinks the truth cannot be known. There's a lot of that uh, going on, so it helps to be a bit credulous and to uh, subject things to question and subject sources to credibility tests and to evaluate the motives and the track record of anyone providing you with information. But to me, knowing when I don't know is it's just sort of, it's just the way my mind works, and it, it helps to be curious. And the more curious you are, the more that you realize you don't know, and therefore the more likely you are to attempt to find out. And the, as as many times as you've seen situations unfold where you thought you knew, you slowly start to pick up the signs of when exactly it is that you need to uh, go, go in search of or be open to or generally acquire in some way additional information. So uh, that, 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 that's my words of caution. Them is my words of caution uh, around the time of this rather intriguing uh, new moon opposite bad boy Bad Boy Centaur Nessus and Misty Murky Neptune. I write a lot about this in today's article, and I frame it in the context of this push 
for COVID 2.0. They are now trying to not only bring back COVID, but institutionalize it as an annual event. Now, there's other things going on in in the uh, in the planets, and I think one of the most interesting ones, and I, I may leave it at that for now, is that uh, three different of the major asteroids, by which I mean the first four asteroids, which really deserve to be read by all astrologers, and there needs to be more discussion about um, picking out the sublime themes of these uh, of these uh, asteroid goddesses, who are very important because they bring other viewpoints to the planets. Remember that the that the normal astrological setup uh, is is a little on the gender biased side. Uh, it consists of a whole bunch of gods, and then the moon, who who is really Selena, and Venus. And so uh, that the, uh, the 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 ladies are outnumbered, and this is not merely about affirmative action. Uh, we want to use astrology to get our whole brain working. And so one of the ways you get your whole brain working is you introduce new concepts into the chart. These are not so new. The asteroids started being discovered in 1801, January 1st, 1801, was the discovery of the first asteroid in Sicily. By the way, I forget I forget the name of the uh, the the astronomer, but Ceres was discovered in Sicily in 1801, and there was only one other planet discovered by science at that time. That was Uranus in 1801 uh, by Sir William Herschel, or so it is attributed. So the asteroids, I think, play a vitally important role in astrology. And even if you don't understand them that well, part of knowing when you don't know is you look at the chart and say, "Gee." What does that mean? And so th three of the first four of the asteroids are e either just change signs uh, or in the case of, uh, let's see where um, Ceres is, uh, about to change signs. Uh, so for example, uh, let's start with, uh, with, with two of them. Pallas Athene, the goddess of wisdom and justice, uh, changed signs and entered Libra, a sign that is very much associated at least with justice and I think a certain kind of wisdom that derives from emotional intelligence. That That is a uh, a gift of, of Libra. And so uh, we have Pallas Athene there, and that, that she's uh, been in, in Virgo for, I don't, I don't know how long, I, sorry, I didn't look that up, but for a while. These asteroids have approximately four-year orbits, twice as long as that of Mars, and they have long retrogrades every year. All right, so Palisathene now enters Libra and is on the Aries point, meaning opposite the Aries point, is conjunct a major galaxy called M87, uh, which is a, um, a, a prodigious influence in astrology, and I think that for all the times I talk about the Aries point, uh, I, I may really be talking about things that make an aspect not only to the position of the sun on the spring equinox, but also uh, to this galaxy, M87, and the sun is coming. We're only just over one week shy of the Libra equinox. So at the moment, throughout the world, night and day are the same length. If you think that the Earth is 
is flat, please write me an email and tell me exactly how the equinoxes and the solstices work in a flat Earth model. I'm going in. I'm doing that story. I'm going to find these people and interview them and have some fun with this. So anyway, uh, the the right now the uh, the rays of the sun are basically parallel to the equator, and that is why uh, all latitudes of the Earth are approximately being toasted exactly as much, and day and night are the same length everywhere. Kind of cool. Um, it's uh, it's actually fun to think that that the day and night are equally long in New York and in Thailand or the Philippines right now. All right, so the next uh, the next thing that uh, the next asteroid uh, to have changed signs is Vesta. And Vesta has entered Cancer, also a cardinal sign. Cardinal signs get a little more energy especially when a point is in point meaning in this case Vesta is in aspect to the Aries point. Now we've got two in aspect to the Aries point, Pallas Athene is opposite the Aries point, and Vesta in Cancer is square the Aries point. And here, too, we have a combination of a planet and a sign that have a strong affinity because Cancer is the sign of home, and Vesta is the planet of home. She's a domestic goddess. Uh, she's the goddess of the hearth. Uh, there's all kinds of uh, mysterious uh, rip, rip, you know, wrinkles and ripples and uh, and uh, dimensions uh, to Vesta, but uh, you know, domestic goddess, uh, th th that of arranging the home, taking care of the kitchen, and of course, there there were the Vestal Virgins. All all of these uh, stories out of Greek and Roman mythology have their most ordinary. Uh, their, their most ordinary expression, you know, for example, Vesta being the goddess of the hearth and the home, but then also their deep, mysterious expressions as well. Now, speaking of which, uh, Ceres is also changing signs. It's currently at the very end of Libra and about to enter Scorpio. Ceres is the goddess of grain and food, but it's also the goddess associated with the Eleusinian mysteries. And, and moving into Scorpio, it evokes that. Uh, th these deep, dark, probably psychedelic mysteries of deep internal exploration and transformation and uh, reaching, uh, reaching within to one's psychic depths and experiencing a kind of a, a death and rebirth. Uh, right now, all of society is holding in quite a bit. People are packing in a lot. There's, uh, there's not a collective recognition of the grief of all of the things that we've been through in our lifetimes. I mean, we're supposed to live in this free, peaceful society here in the United States. And as, as far as I know, uh, I was born in the spring of well, late winter of 1964, and it's just been one thing after the next in ever-increasing uh, rapidity. There's just w one massive event or disaster after the next. Well, that's really not a free society. A free society is free of all of this mishigas, and you get to just simply live your life, and there's not always the sensation of someone 
uh, breathing down your back at all times, but really freedom is also a commitment of, of people to leave one another alone and to mind their own business and to allow people to have private lives. Of course, part of that is maintaining uh, the, the sanctity of your interior space and your private choices. And maybe with series and Instagram, we'll, f uh, sorry, series and Scorpio, we will be paying more attention to how food makes us feel rather than posting photos of our food to Instagram. That's where Instagram comes from. Because right now, we, we live in a world where this thing, formerly known as privacy and private experience, has been turned so inside out that vast numbers of people are posting to social media things that no should be no one else's business but your own. And maybe if you're eat, eating uh, tacos with someone and they're like right there, well, you can say, wow, aren't these yummy tacos? But does it need to be breaking news. Meanwhile, what that, that is kind of missing the point of is how food makes us feel uh, and uh, what, what we put into, our, you know, the let's say the balance between what we put into our mouths and what comes out of our mouths. Now, in asteroid news, there's one more thing going on. And this is a, this is a fairly major aspect pattern. And uh, at the moment of the new moon, Venus is in, and uh, Venus is 14, 25. It, it is in a one degree square, 90 degree angle, extremely dynamic to Jupiter in Taurus. And so that's Venus square Jupiter. That can be uh, given to exaggeration, attention seeking, uh, e emotional, elevating something that doesn't necessarily even exist so much into uh, an emotional drama and venus is approaching a conjunction to the uh, it's actually i think the third discovered asteroid and that is juno so by the way all four of the first asteroids are highlighted three because they're changing signs and one because it is square jupiter and taking a conjunction from Venus. Bottom line on that, I think, is to pay attention to to jealousy, dramas, envy, and uh, and and beware of this thing that afflicts many relationships. Not only uh, you know ro romantic and or connubial relationships, but uh, families, siblings, parents to children, so forth. Jealousy. Jealousy and scorekeeping. Scorekeeping in relationships is uh, is is a real problem, and it is uh, what I, what I would say, putting it the most politely, an emphasis on not an emphasis on what is not creative. All right, that is what I have to say to you. Um, uh, tomorrow night, uh, Friday, I am planning the next last um, Planet Waves FM of the season. Also. Uh, next week, I will be doing the Libra Studio reading. Space is intelligence. These are really fine 75-minute readings that that will give you as much as a 
personal reading that could cost 10 times the price. These are sold. These are priced to sell. They're priced to be affordable. And if you really can't afford it, drop me an email, efc at planetwaves.net. And if, if it's genuinely prohibitive, uh, I will, uh, I'll send you a discount coupon. The idea at, here at Planet Waves is not to strike it rich on, the, uh, on, the, on astrological gold, but rather to be able to uh, keep this service going in good form, going and growing and serving uh, the people that we serve. That means you. Thank you again for tuning in. Hope you like the horoscope. We've got a whole bunch of trial subscribers on the list. A whole bunch of people who get this Substack. Well, you may not be listening on Substack, but if you are, uh, welcome. And uh, for those not listening on a Planet Waves property, come look us up at planetwaves.net. Thank you again. Bye for now.